This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, along with co-host Mason. Today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Josh Bombeck and Scott versus Eric Ede and Josh Johnson. So from now on, guys, I'm just going to call you JJ and JB. So live with it. Gentlemen, why don't you introduce yourselves and give us your team name, and we'll start with Eric and Josh Johnson. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Josh. Um, I currently live in Bryan College Station. What's up? I'm Eric. Um, I'm a little sunburned. Uh, pressure washed my driveway today. Thank you. <laughs> and your team name? <laughs> Our team name today is going to be Bounty Gate. Oh, my gosh. Oh, You're going to push on that nerve, huh? You just got to. All right, well, let's go over to our other team with uh, Josh Bombeck and Scott Grimes. I'll go first, Josh, so you can give the, the team name. Uh, I'm Scott. I am in Albany, New York, unfortunately, and uh, I'm not sunburnt because I didn't do anything today. Yeah, and I'm uh, Josh Bombeck from St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, beautiful day today, but uh, didn't get sunburned, didn't go outside much. So uh, our team name is Sweatin' Matt's Cues. <laughs> all right welcome to the bench gentlemen and we got our co-host mason mason Giad from down there in uh, crawdadville wants to say hi mason hello uh i didn't really do much anything today either i didn't get sunburnt so <laughs> continuing this trend of talking about our skin complexion apparently but. <laughs> all right gentlemen well, let's just get into the game here so on to the rules we will be starting off with our tailgate round to warm up the teams. Uh, this will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of, styles of quarters, one through three, will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter. The questions uh, all about movies and or music pertaining to sports. And the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who is today's clipboard captain to be honored with the true bench warmers as they are. All right, well, let's get this underway and we'll start with our tailgate round. We'll have three warm-up questions worth 10 points apiece. We'll start with question number one. Last year's NFL MVP was won by Lamar Jackson of Baltimore. The NFL MVP was first given out in 1957 and won that year and the next year by what former collegiate lacrosse player? Uh, we'll, we'll check in. All right. Uh, the sweating guys are checked in. Bounty Gate, you guys get the chat. Go ahead. Eric, what you got, man? Uh, I wasn't alive then. Um, mm. so, was. I mean, I really have no idea. Um, I mean, my only first name that came to my head was autogram, but that's just a 1000% guess. Yeah. I mean, who's the, who's the uh, MVP named after? Cause it would have to be up there first, right? You know, great question offhand. I don't, I don't know. Unless yeah. you, you got a better name than that. No, no, I don't. We go with auto. All right. Let's just check in with autogram. 
So uh, the Bounty Gators are checked in with Otto Graham and Sweat and Matt's cues. What do you guys got? Uh, well, I uh, I know that this guy did play lacrosse. Um, I'm assuming he probably played in college as well. Uh, and that would be Jim Brown. And the answer is Jim Brown. I mean, who can forget the man who was named first-team All-American on the cross in 1957 with 43 goals in 10 games? I mean, come on, guys. You guys just don't automatically know that? I, I forgot that. Yeah. We'll move on to question number two. Last year's NBA MVP was won by that Greek kid from Milwaukee and was first handed out after the 1955-56 season. But what fellow Buck won his first NBA MVP in 1971 on his way to a record six? Josh, I get um, uh, We can check in. All right. Absolutely. So Eric and JJ are checked in. Scott, are you guys checked in too? All right, both teams are checked in. Let's go ahead with Bounty Gate. What do you guys got? Uh, our answer is uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And Sweat and Matt's cues. Uh, we're going to go with uh, the same guy under a different name. It was Lou Alcindor. Uh, that's correct. It is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Lou Alcindor. We'll accept either name. Yep, everyone's favorite uh, Kung Fu star. Sky hooked his way to you know a pretty decent career. You know, not that it's, it's okay. All right, we'll move on to question number three. In the NHL, the MVP is called the Hart Memorial Trophy, and it was won last year by Nikita Khrushchev. Kucherov. Did I even come close to that? Kucherov. Kucherov of Tampa. And everyone knows who's won the most since it was first awarded in 1923. But what team has had the most winners play for it with 17? So, Mason, you didn't pressure watch the driveway today what no. did you do today you said you just hung around and used your abacus to have some fun no i was working on questions for later oh on. yeah writing questions for your podcast are you good with that nancy yeah I, i'm good with that all right so we'll check in all right jj and eric over there at bounty getter checked in scott and jb you guys can go ahead and talk it out well, obviously, we both had our initial thought of uh, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, but we're just trying to think if there's anyone else that could be. I'm trying to think other teams that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of want to think if there's other guys that have won the award multiple times, playing for the same team. Yeah, that well, like, maybe put I, them in the mix. You know, I thought about the Blackhawks, but I don't know if that's just more recent. You know, in right. the last 15 years. Right. Um, because I don't think. The Oilers have had a whole lot in the last, you know, decade. Yeah, no, not not that I can think. Not since Mason's been alive, I don't think. <laughs> I'm not sure I have a. All right, so yeah, why don't check in with the Oilers then? Let's check in with the Oilers. All right, so Sweat and Matt's cues are checked in with the Edmonton Oilers. Bounty Gate, what do you guys got? Uh, we checked in with the Montreal Canadiens. One team getting points here. It is the Montreal Canadiens, mm. l'habitant. And, of course, we all know what the H stands for in the middle of their sweaters, right? Hockey. Hockey, that's right. Well, we got a score all knotted up after the first round here at 20 to 20. And we'll be heading over to the first quarter where Mason will take it over. Go, Mason. So, today's first quarter will be how low can you go? For this round, there will be four questions consisting of five clues given one at a time. 
After each clue, each team will decide if they want to lock in their guess by sending a Zoom chat to me. If a correct answer is locked in after the first clue, the team will receive 50 points. After the second clue, 40. And after the third clue, 30, and so on. So with that, we will get into question number one. Who am I? For 50 points. I was born in 1961 in Lakewood, California. Josh, I don't, I don't really see the point of us trying to take a guess here. So No. Josh, we can pass. I'm down for it. All right. All right. Sounds like both teams are passing, so we'll move on to clue number two. I was introduced to my sport by a freestyle skiing pioneer, Wayne Wong. The sport helped me manage the ADHD I had been diagnosed with as a kid. All right. We can pass. All right. Sweating Matt's cues. I think he's closer than the other one we were talking I about. I do too, but uh, we should. I, I don't think, I, I don't have confidence enough to check in. All right, we'll wait for another clue. All right, moving on to clue number three. I made my professional debut in 1981 with wins in both France and the U.S. I think we need to wait for another clue. Agreed. So sweating Matt's cues, waiting on another clue. And Bounty Gate? Yeah, we're going to have to pass. You good with that, Josh? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clue number four. In 1986, I won my sport's ultimate event, becoming the first non-European ever to do that. I don't even know where to go with that. Who's got like an old school phone? Don't even cut that. (laughs) (laughs) That's on me. That's just, that's gold. (laughs) The youngest person has like a landline. (laughs) We do have a landline. He's going to start telling us about how like phones have cords. (laughs) <laughs> that we'd never understand. I mean, coming from the person doing the math on hand. So. <laughs> right. yeah. Guys, Mason's actually living in 1983. So he should know this answer because it's very relevant to him. He's a contemporary of mine, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What clue was that? That was number four. I don't feel confident enough at this point. Neither. I, I, I'd rather take the next clue. And Josh, I have an idea, but I, have, I mean, it's not worth a guess. Scott uh, and I have lots of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we need to wait. Yep, let's try and get 10 yep. points out of this bad boy. <laughs> yeah. All right, sounds like everybody's passing on this one, so we'll proceed with the final clue. In 1987, I was shot in a turkey hunting accident, but came back to win the Tour de France two more times in 1989 and 1990. We, we can check in. We can in. check in. <laughs> I figured everybody was going to check in right after I said that. So uh, we'll start with Bounty Gate. Go ahead and give us your answer. Uh, Josh, you want to go ahead and say <laughs> that? We, the you have no idea. Chat, right? No, no, that's not okay. it. <laughs> um, no, we checked in with uh, Greg Lamond. Okay, checked in with Greg Lamond and sweating Matt's cues. I had thought about this one, but I didn't think the sport was remotely close, so I hadn't even typed it in to Scott, but the answer is Greg Lamond. And both teams are getting 10 points. The correct answer is Greg Lamond. Yeah, that skiing kind of threw you off in another direction, I'd imagine. Uh, briefly, but then it was like, is this a tennis player? Is this a... Yeah, I, I had tennis in my head for a minute, and it just... Yeah, it's trying to think of someone, an American in 86, that would have won, like, Wimbledon. Like, I'm not even sure if I would have put it out there, Scott, if you'd have been like, oh, yeah, let's go with that, because... Like I said, it popped in my head with the first non-Euro to do so. Right. 
but I wasn't feeling confident of it. Hey, I, we was, got I was I was thinking the uh, clue three with the France and U.S. might have led you to it, but uh, yeah, I started in my head. I'm like Lance Armstrong, and I'm like, there's no way he yeah. won. I, I don't know what he won, won in '81. Right, well, exactly. France. but he won. He won a race in France, and then France, he won and, US, <laughs> France and U.S. I'm thinking tennis because yeah, okay, French, the French Open, Open, U.S. Open. Well, and see, I, that's why in clue four I made a point to say the penultimate event. So he had wins in France. Well, then I went to Wimbledon because Wimbledon is kind of considered the ultimate of tennis. So yeah, that's where that's where my head went to. Yeah, yeah. Question two: What am I? Clue one: When this opened in 1965, it was considered a major event, and even President Johnson was in attendance. I had tickets for this, but I, I I threw them away. Yeah, we're gonna pass. All right, bounty eight is passing. So at Matt Cues. No, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take another clue. Okay, clue two. Over its forty-nine year life, it had twelve different sports leagues play in it, including three of the big four leagues. If you're thinking that, and I'm thinking that, then I maybe maybe check in with that. Let's gamble. All right, I'm down for it. Yeah, let's check in. All right, so bounty is checking in uh, for forty points. What are their domes that don't exist? And don't say the Metrodome in Minneapolis. That's the, the, right. the, the Houston Astrodome. Um, yeah, they're uh, Kingdome, Sky Dome, Astrodome, Metrodome, and then the Tampa, the one in Tampa. But it's obviously not that one. The Astrodome. Hmm. But the thing is, like the Rockets. I'm assuming the, the Oilers game. played in there. And. Probably and and I'm and the Astros, but the Rockets didn't though. Well, do we know that there wasn't a season when they were like building I mean, a stadium or something sure, like it, it's yeah. right? Uh, I mean, twelve different sports played in it, right? So I mean, well, that too, you know, that obviously leads us to it's it's going to be a pretty big city, you know, to have that many. Right. Professional teams. You know, we're not talking something small. You know, it's not Tampa or something like that. Yeah. I mean, should we, should we take one more clue and see yeah, if, if it solidifies have. anything for us? We probably right, have we'll, to, yeah. we'll take another clue. Okay. So, clue three for 30 points. It hosted both the 1989 NBA All-Star Game and the 1973 Battle of the Sexes tennis match. You guys, at the beginning of the first episode, that during quarantine, I've watched every NBA All Star game since 1990. Hosted the 1989 <laughs> All Star. That's brutal. Damn it! Didn't <laughs> even reference like, oh, last, you know, Phoenix, like <laughs> 89 All Star game. That probably eliminates. I mean, to me, that would definitely eliminate Sky Dome. And isn't the Sky Dome technically still in existence? I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't anymore. It's the I don't know what it's called now, but what Rogers Center? One, yeah, so that one doesn't fit because right. you said in its life, which meant it finished in 2014. It's no longer. Yeah, uh, I can tell you a bunch of places where the 1989 All Star Game wasn't, but that doesn't help. Oh, Alamo Dome. I know the Spurs played in there at one point. Hmm. What? Uh, Football and baseball would have played in none. 
Because I'm assuming it's going to be, I mean, it's got to be big enough for either football or baseball. Yeah. But then to have one of the, to have three of the big four, it's kind of rare that you see like basketball, football, and baseball all played in this game. Right. Like, I know that the Metrodome did, ho- that's where the Timberwolves played for the first few years. So it's not unheard of that. No, a, yeah. A basketball would play in a dome. I mean, it's not often, but. Yeah, right. The Timberwolves could have hosted the 89 All-Star game. They were new to the league, uh, what, in like 88, I think? Yeah, but uh, it, it was opened in 1982, the Metrodome. So it wasn't open in 65. I, I don't feel confident or strongly enough about anything. This is what I was afraid of. Now I feel like we've talked ourselves into bigger circles than... Than Matt normally does. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'd honestly rather take another clue, try yeah. points, try to get and just guess points. on a whim. Yep. Yeah, we'll take another clue. Okay. Clue number four. The football team that used it left town in 1996 and the baseball team left for a new home in 1999. That seems like it's the Astro, though. Isn't that around the time that uh, the Oilers left Houston? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the only teams that I can think of in the NFL, I mean, the only like newer teams in the 90s were the Titans and the Ravens, and the Ravens didn't move from anywhere. They just... Well, they did. They moved from... You know what I mean? But, right, but Cleveland, it's not like they weren't around anymore. Yeah. Uh, I I think Astrodome is the best. I don't have anything better. Yeah, I I think we should probably go with it. So check in with the Houston Astrodome. Mm-hmm. All right, we're checking in. So sweating Matt's cues is checking in for twenty points with the Houston Astrodome, and Bounty Gate, you checked in for forty points, and go ahead and tell us your answer. We said the uh, Astro. I mean, uh, excuse me, Astrodome. And both teams are getting points. The correct answer is the Houston Astrodome. Um, so you mentioned that you didn't. The Rockets actually played there from seventy-one to seventy-five. So it was just for okay. a, a brief time. Um, and obviously, yeah, before my time. Yeah, um, they've had a, a bunch of different sports. As mentioned in the question, they had uh, the WFL, um, a livestock and rodeo show for a long time. That technically counts. you should have said that dead giveaway. <laughs> Scott, I figured you for sure would have got clue number five. Can I read clue number five for you? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It derived its name from both the industry that dominated its city and the type of turf it had. Yeah, that I, I think that would have given it away. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Metro Dome, obviously. <laughs> yeah, nothing the better than turf. Good fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that King Turf, you know, in the Kingdom. The King, yeah, that Sky, Sky Turf. turf. Yeah. Sky Turf. <laughs> That actually sounds like it'd be a thing. So let's not let's not speak that into existence. Moving on to question number three. What am I? Your first clue. It joined its league in 1932, but not in the same city it's in now. Josh, I have an idea. Not even an idea. Like I'm pretty sure of who this is. Put it in the chat for me. I think we've agreed that we'll uh, wait for another clue. Okay, so Sweat and Matt is waiting for another clue. And Bounty Gate? We can pass for now. All right. We'll take one more. Okay. Clue two. Five years later, it relocated to its current city and won its league's championship. 
All right, so we got a team that moved in 1937 and won a championship in 1937. So, how are you feeling, Eric? You that, that, that second one, that second one threw me off. So I'm, I, I think we're gonna have to let's let's pass. Okay, yeah, I'm good with it. Bounty Gates passing. Sweat Matthews, would you like another clue? Probably. Unless you got something, I can't. I... We'll take another clue. Very well. Clue number three. It has won its league's championship five times, three of which were in its modern era. Third guy. Why people keep calling? I'm about to go put this phone somewhere. You you pick up the phone when it's Patrick Ramsey, okay? You don't let that. It's calling you back. Yeah. I didn't even call him. All right, then we're gonna we're gonna what is it check in? We're gonna check in here. Yeah. All right. Gates checking in for thirty points. Go ahead and send that over to me and sweating mass cues. Free discuss. I'm trying to remember my uh, Detroit Lions question. I asked him what year Hold they on. joined. Oh yeah, the Honolulu Blue and. Was that 29? Yeah, yeah. I just I just listened to it this morning. <laughs> so it would have been a team that not much longer after right. them, and I think they were the fifth team, if I recall from my... Yeah, it's definitely going to be a pretty early team. But they would only played for five seasons in a city, and then they moved one, and then... Hmm. Should, we, should we wait and get another yeah. clue? Yeah. All right, we'll take another clue. Sounds good. Clue number four. When this team plays, they're often protesters outside of their games. Isn't that got to be the Redskins? I would imagine. And I think they've it's been around for a long time. Yeah, let's uh, check in. I'd probably. Did they, did they play somewhere? Oh, they very well could have played in, like, Yeah. who knows what city. Should we just yeah. check in with the – Yeah, yeah, let's do that. The Washington Redskins, we're checking in. So, Sweden Max Matt's Cues is checking in with the Redskins for 20 points. And Bounty Gate, you checked in for 30 points. And go ahead and tell us your answer. Okay, we checked in with the uh, Washington Redskins. Well, if I would have got to the last clue, I think it would have been painfully obvious. I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. This team had some very significant QBs in its day, including Sammy Baugh, Sonny Jurgensen, Joe Theismann, and the legend himself, Patrick Ramsey. <laughs> and of course that is the washington redskins so both teams are getting points i wrote that question just it's to very, put that in it's very fitting that uh, he called you mason while we were on that question <laughs> exactly exactly his ears must have been ringing i said you were making that joke in the middle of the question i'm like I mean, they might be on to something shortly <laughs> <laughs> so now we at we are at the last question Question four, where am I? Clue one. This nation, between February and March, hosts the Six Nations Championship, the most important international 15-match rugby tournament in the Northern Hemisphere. One more time, please. Sure. This nation, between February and March, hosts the Six Nations Championship, the most important international 15-match rugby tournament in the Northern Hemisphere. I don't want to guess the wrong of the six nations. Do you know the six nations? I don't <laughs> even know one of them. <laughs> I mean, we probably 
do once we hear it. Well, yes, yeah. right. I mean, it's in the Northern Hemisphere. I know that. <laughs> so it's so, not Australia. It's yeah, not it eliminates a few. Yeah, it's not Brazil, you know. This has become a geography quiz now. I was really hoping for a when am I so I could just throw out a random year and we don't even get that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we need another clue. Yes, absolutely. And Bountygate, would you like another clue as well? Uh, I'm trying to come up with six nations. Hold on, I got four. <laughs> All right, then. I think that's the six, Josh, but <laughs> as, far, as, as, as far as which one hosts, I don't know. So let's let's go to the next one. All right. Clue number two. This nation has hosted the Olympics four times and is set to again in the near future. We'll wait for another clue. Okay. Bounty gate. Uh, yeah, let's pass for now. Yeah. Moving on to clue number three. This nation both hosted and won the World Cup in 1934. All right, we're going to check in. All right, so checking in for 30 points. This is Sweat and Matt's cues. Bounty gate, you're free to check. Gosh, they checked in, so let's figure this out uh, before we check in with it. For sure. Um, so the six nations that we came up with are Wales, Scotland, England, Ireland, France, and Italy, right? Yeah. So those are the only like it's the only area that plays rugby in the northern hemisphere, really, unless you count like I don't know somewhere in North Dakota. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Olympics. I know obviously LA is doing it soon, but. I feel England just had it like eight years ago. I doubt they're going to get it again so soon. So that mm. kind of knocks them out. Wales isn't going to host an Olympics. Scotland's not going to. So that really puts us down to France and Italy. So my, my gut was Italy. Yeah, I think they probably have the best chance to win the World Cup out of those two. Yeah, so I'm, I'm good with locking in Italy if you like. Yeah, let's, let's, let's check in with Italy. All right, check in. All right, Bounty Gate is checking in for 30 points with Italy. And Sweat and Matt Skews also checked in for 30 points. Go ahead and give your answer. You want me to give it, Scott? Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Paris is hosting an upcoming pretty near Olympic, so we went with France. All right, so you checked in with France for 30 points. And I can say that one team is getting points because the correct answer is Italy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hey folks, this is Matt from the future. As you heard, we had some problems with Mason's audio going through the Zoom feed. That's why he sounded like he went from Mason to Barry White there real quick. So we had to disconnect and reconnect and then start over where we were. So here you go. One team is getting points because the correct answer is Italy. So Italy is the correct answer for that one. And so after the first quarter, we have scores of Sweat and Matt's Q's with 70 and Bounty Gate in the lead with 130. So now we're going to pass it over to Matt for the second quarter. Thanks, Mason. Today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. This round will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. Teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in via Zoom chat with a correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points and lock the other team out of the theme points. If a team has not checked in with the uh, correct theme before the fifth question, the remaining teams who have not made a theme guess can earn 50 points with a correct answer to the theme. All right, teams, everyone ready? 
Here we go. Question number one. This former Tennessee State Tiger started off his college career as a basketball player, but moved over to football. He wasn't drafted by them, but he had two stints with the Dallas Cowboys, winning one Super Bowl. In between those stints, he went 6-0 and as a professional boxer. Who is this man? All right, we can, we can check in. All right, Eric and JJ are at Bony Gate, are checked in, sweating Matt's cues. You can tag it up, boys. I have no answers. No, I don't either. Um, I have no other names. I can't, you know. Let's go Drew Pearson then. All right, let's check in with Drew Pearson. All right, uh, Josh and JB over at Sweat and Matt Skews are checking in with Drew Pearson. Bony Gate boys, what do you guys got? So, yeah, um, being a Cowboys fan, you'd think I would know this right away, but I wasn't alive um, for any of Matt's questions. Uh, <laughs> this is true so uh i just went for my you know i knew he played for the cowboys i didn't know anything about his draft history or anything like that but uh ed two tall jones all right one team getting points here the answer is ed jones at six foot nine i wouldn't call ed a giant but some people might say that he's a little too tall so ed two tall jones question two this American boxer was the world's undisputed middleweight champion from 1980 to 1987 and currently holds the highest knockout percentage of all undisputed middleweight champions at 78%. Who is this man? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, we'll check in. Scott and JB over at Sweat and Matt's Cues are checking in. Bony Gate boys, all yours to talk. So most of my uh, boxing knowledge is purely fictional. I mean, I, Sugar Ray Leonard, I think, is the only I – I don't even know if he boxed in the 80s. I, I have no idea. So I don't know if you got anything, Josh, other than – I know I don't think Tyson was middleweight. No, I don't think so either. No, I, I – way before my – not way before my time, but it's before my time. So I'm, I'm good with Sugar Ray. It's fine. Yeah, let's check, let's check in with Sugar Ray Leonard. All right, the Bony Goy boys are checking in with Sugar Ray Leonard. And Sweat Matt Skews, what do you guys got? We also checked in with Sugar Ray Leonard. No points here going. The answer is Marvin Hagler. The Marvelous One had 67 professional fights, winning 66 with two draws and 52 knockouts. So, like, I can name boxers from the barbershop scene from Coming to America. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah. You oh, that's too early of a movie. Question. You got to go farther back from that. <laughs> yeah. All right, I swear the, ne the next few you guys will do better on. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I mean, there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right, question number three. This star of both the ABA and NBA is considered to be the man who popularized the modern style of play while winning one NBA and two ABA championships. Who is this man? We're going to check in. That would be Sweat and Matt's cues are checked in. Gate, you guys can go ahead and talk it out. So your answer is different than mine. Yeah, I'm not a, um, very confident at all, though. Nor am I. Um, <laughs> who's older? Because that'll probably be where Matt's headed with this. I'd be leaning towards Dr. J compared to, to Jerry West. I mean, Jerry West is the logo for the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to go with West, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. It's kind of just a coin flip. So I'll let you pick. Pick which one you want. Uh, let's go with West. We'll, uh, 
we'll check in with West. All right, Bonnie Gate has checked in with Jerry West. So at Matt Skews, what do you guys got? We uh, went with the other guy they were discussing, uh, Dr. J. All right, one team is getting points. It is Julius Irving. The good doctor was a 16-time All-Star and five times All-Star MVP, along with, you know, a whole bunch of other accolades. Question number four. This Michigan native won the NCAA championship in his final year of college and the NBA championship in his rookie year in the NBA. Who is this man? Yeah, we're checked okay. in. So Scott and JB are checked in. Eric and JJ, go for it. I know he went to Michigan State. I don't know if he's from Michigan, but I would my my guts Magic Johnson. Yep. I mean, it seems like the time frame that uh that Matt really enjoys being over here. You know, <laughs> it's too new for him. It's too new. Oh, they got color on that? No, no, too, <laughs> too new. <laughs> Strictly radio for him. Um, um, I say we check in with unless you got a better better name than that. No, Magic's fine. All right, let's check in with uh, Magic Johnson. All right, Eric and JJ are checking in with Magic Johnson. Scott and JB, what do you guys got? Uh, we also away. went with Irvin Magic Johnson. Both teams getting points here. The Magic Man himself was, has a list of accolades too long to go over, and he's had a fairly interesting life, I think we could all agree. Yes, it was Irvin Magic Johnson. And we'll go on to question number five. This man made his major league debut in July of 1914. He was traded before the 1920 season and won seven World Series titles, but only four in pinstripes. Who is this man? You want to check in with that, Josh? Yeah, let's check in. All right, Scott and JB are checked in. Eric and JJ, what do you guys got? You guys, oh, talk it out. Oh, this is right where I started watching baseball. Um, I would sit down with my dad. The HD didn't get better than, than it did back then. Um, I I don't know, Josh, I, do you have any baseball players other than Babe Ruth? I don't even know if that's right. Close to his age, I got. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm clueless. <laughs> it's got it's to be Babe Ruth, right? I, I don't, I, let, let's go with Babe Ruth. I don't want to overthink it. Let's yeah, check in. Let's check in with Babe Ruth. All right, Bonegate has checked in with Babe Ruth. Sweating Matt's cues. What's your guys' answer? Uh, we also checked in with uh, George Herman Babe Ruth. That is correct. Both teams getting points. It is George Herman Ruth. The Babe was given his nickname by Jack Dunn, the owner of the minor league Baltimore Orioles in 1914. So now, gentlemen, here we go. Theme. Send me over by a Zoom chat your answer to the theme. Scott and JB gave famous nicknames as their answer. And Eric and JJ gave, they are better known for their nicknames. The uh, theme that I had picked was athletes known primarily for or by their nickname. Scott and Josh got 100 points for the theme after the fourth. And we locked them out of any points. Locked them out. So after quarter number two, Bounty Gate got 60 points for a total of 190 while Sweat and Matt Skews got 160 points in quarter two for a total of 230. And we'll be going into the halftime show, and we'll throw it over to our co-host, Mason. Thank you, Matt. So it is now time for our halftime show. There will be five movie and or music questions that are about or involving sports, with each question being worth 20 points. So we'll kick it off with question number one. 
everyone loves a good baseball movie. And two of Matt's favorites are The Sandlot and Field of Dreams. What actor was in both movies? I'm going to check in. All right, Sweat and Matt's Hughes is checking in. So about to get you free to discuss. I mean, it has to be James Earl Jones, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So let's let you go checking in with James Earl Jones. Yep, for sure. All right, let's check in with James Earl Jones. Bounty Gate is checking in with James Earl Jones and Sweat and Matt's Hughes. Uh, he was uh, the owner of the Beast, the mean next door neighbor who wasn't mean at all. It's uh, James Earl Jones. And both teams are getting points. The correct answer is James Earl Jones. So in the Sandlot, he played Mr. Myrtle, and in Field of Dreams, he played Terrence Mann. Question number two. Ed O'Neill is an American treasure, but more importantly, his character Al Bundy was a stud on the gridiron for what fictitious Chicagoland high school? Gosh, we can check in. You know, a lot of times in those shows, you know, they'll name like high schools after like, you know, presidents or, you know, athletes or something. Yeah. I mean, pretty common that obviously presidents yeah. get, but right. I mean, we could just pick a random president and, you know, like Jefferson Let's go with, High or something like that. Why don't we go like Roosevelt High? Sure. That sounds, yeah, that, that sounds that nice. Two yeah, yeah, gives us, yeah, right. Exactly. We're going to check in with uh, Roosevelt High. So Sweat and Matt Hughes checking in with Roosevelt High. And Bounty Gate, your answer? We said Polk High. And one team is getting points. The correct answer is Polk High. You picked the wrong president on that one. I, uh, you, honestly, I, I could have named 45 of them, and I probably wouldn't have chosen Polk. So. I probably wouldn't have even thought of Polk, to be honest. <laughs> I thought you were going to wiggle your way there. But, That's not my specialty. I don't know if you've noticed. That happens yeah. against me often. Yeah, there, there was that one game for Polk High where he scored four touchdowns, and that was the, the highlight of his career. Question number three. Speaking of the Chicago land area and Ed O'Neill, in 1992, Ed played the manager of a donut shop, donut shop frequented by Wayne and Garth. What former Blackhawk great was the donut shop named after? We can check in. Sweat and Matt's Q's checked in? Yeah, we're checked in too. And Bounty Gate's checked in as well. We'll start with uh, Sweat and Matt's Q's. That would be Stan Makita's Donuts. So checked in with Stan Makita and Bounty Gate? Yeah, that's correct. I was just in Chicago and I, was, I didn't find one but it's Stan Makita's donuts. (laughs) And both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Stan Makita. So he won the Hart Memorial Trophy twice in 1967 and 68. Question number four. Just a guess, but I think the joke about Stan Makita was regarding everyone's favorite hockey-themed donut shop in Canada, Tim Hortons. What 2015 romantic comedy featured some Tim Hortons swag along with the acting debut of a man who took his talents to South Beach? Oh, I know the movie, Josh. I, I can't it. think of the name of it. We can check it. Josh, Josh, you good with that? Yeah, for sure. All right, we can check in too. All right, both teams are checked in. We'll start with uh, Bounty Gate. I think I heard that this, like LeBron, was in it, but um, I, I we put Trainwreck, but I have no idea. Bounty Gate's checked in with Trainwreck and Sweat and Matt's cues. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I didn't like it. I thought it was really long, and I can't stand Amy Schumer. The answer is Trainwreck. Both teams, once again, are getting points. Correct answer is Trainwreck. Um, not exactly a sports movie, but LeBron's in it, and Bill Hader plays a sport physician, so tenuously related to sports. I mean, don't they? There's a basketball scene. Aren't they playing, like, one-on-one or something? Doesn't he do – he makes, like, a romantic gesture at the basketball game and something goes wrong or something like that. She has some sort of dream of being, like, a Knicks dancer or something. Right. And she's going to do it, and then I don't know, something about that. Now, last question. Question five. 
Okay, so maybe Trainwreck wasn't LeBron's debut per se. His first IMDb credit goes back to 2009, where he played Shocker himself in what Jeremy Piven-led HBO series? We can check in. Sweat and Matt Skews checked in. Gosh, we could check in if you're good. I trust you, buddy. All right, let's let's check in. All right, Bounty Gate is checked in as well. We'll start with Sweat and Matt Skews. Love this show. It's uh, Entourage. Checked in with Entourage and Bounty Gate. Yeah, uh, I used to like it. I tried to rewatch it. It doesn't it doesn't hold up. Um, but yeah, it's Entourage. And both teams are getting points. Correct answer is Entourage. Entering the third quarter, we have a score of 290 for Bounty Gate and Sweat and Matt's cues with 310. So I'll pass it back to Matt. Thanks, Mason. Today's fourth quarter will be Let It Ride or Throw in the Towel. For this round, there will be five questions in a given category that increase in difficulty. After each question, teams can decide to let it ride and attempt the next question or throw in the towel and take the points that they've accrued to that point. One correct answer is worth 20 points. Two correct answers is worth 40 points. Three is worth 80 points. Four is worth 160 points. And all five correct answers is worth 320 points. If a team answers incorrectly, they will lose half of their points accrued in the round. Question 1. In 2014, the B1G, a.k.a. the Big Ten, moved from 12 schools to 14. That move, plus the addition of one other team in 2011, vastly swung the amount of schools in the conference with red as its primary color. How many B1G schools have red as their primary color? FYI, for the purposes of this question, maroon is not red. So just to clarify, I'm looking for a number. All right, we can check in. Josh Bombeck and Scott are checked in. Go ahead there, Bounty Gate fellas. Talk it out. All right, Josh. So we got Ohio State, which is definitely red. Uh, Rutgers, which is definitely red. Nebraska, red. Wisconsin is red. And what number is that? Four. Maryland is red. Indiana is red-ish. I think it's technically, I mean, they might not be called red, but it is red. It's not maroon. I think Minnesota's maroon. It could be orange, though, right? That's Illinois. Illinois is orange. Okay. I, I say we go with six. I'll count Indiana because I think crimson or whatever they call it is is red. I mean, it's a form of red, I, whatever. Are you good with six? or? Do you... Yeah, I'm good with six. All right. Let's check in with six. All right, Bony Gate is checking in with six. Sweat so Matt Skews, what do you guys got? Got the same six they did. That is correct. The answer is six. We got Indiana, Ohio State, boo, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska. Eh. There you go. The last three, Maryland, Nebraska, and Rutgers, drastically shifted the color dynamics of the conference. Yeah, I wasn't totally sold on Maryland at first. That's why I chimed in with Scott, and he was like, yep, they're red. Because they they have pretty strong yellow, red, black, well, yeah. white, silver. They got yeah, a little bit I, of everything. They're, and their helmets like, with the two side, the, the flag yep. on the one side. And, so let me, let me, and I should have said this from the start with, so I, I apologize, because I'm going to use that term primary color going forward in other questions. So just when I say primary color, if there are two dominant colors, it's one of their primary colors. Just go with it. 
Okay. Okay. So if I ask you a question and you're thinking like, oh, well, they have a mixture of this color and that color, then you're like, nope. If they have the color as like one of their primary colors, boom. Okay. Yeah. I, t- I tend to think about like the school, the logos, like Maryland's logo, that M oh, is red. The M is red. Yeah. yeah. So, right. you know. So both teams got question number one correct. And here's the question, gentlemen. Are we going to let it ride or throw in the towel? JB and Scott? Say we let it ride. Yeah, let it ride. Yep. Eric and JJ. Yeah, say we let it ride. Yeah, we're good with that. Both teams are going to let it ride, and we're on to question number two. Who remembers the Big Eight? Only two schools lasted from its founding in 1907 until its transition into the Big 12 in 1996. Who were those two schools? Hint, their colors were black and yellow and red and blue. You good with that? Yeah, just uh... the first one. The first two I sent you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can we can check in with that. All right. Oh. Gate is checked in. So what, Matt Skews, you guys checked in? Not yet. We're pretty okay. much there, but definitely Missouri and Colorado, the first two that came to mind, Josh, for sure. Um, yeah, and I think Colorado is official. I mean, if I think about their their logo, I think they're actually black and gold. There's like, definitely gold in the, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think Mi- they're yellow. I think they're gold. Yeah, Missouri I'm, has the yellow. Right. Unlike Packers gold, which is actually yellow, I think Colorado's gold is gold. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I'm good with that. Let's, let's check in with, with, uh, with Missouri and Kansas. Missouri and Kansas. Yeah. All right. Sweat and Matt Skews is checked in with Missouri and Kansas. Bonygate, what do you guys got? Yeah. We put uh, Kansas and Mizzou as well. All right. Both teams are getting points. The Big Eight had some powerhouse football and wrestling programs for many years. A school from that conference won the national championship. 11 times in football and 27 times in wrestling. So both teams getting that right means that both teams have the right to move on. So here we go. Scott and JB, are you guys going to let it ride or throw in the towel? We're going to let it ride. And Eric and JJ. We will let it ride. All right, we're on to question number three. No other major NCAA conference has had more volatility in its history than the Big 12. The combined number of current, former, and single sport affiliated schools that participated in the Big 12 sports is 26, but the conference leads the nation in teams with purple as their primary color with two. Name those two schools. We can check in. All right, Bonygate checked in. Josh and Scott, you guys can feel free to talk. So KSU for sure. Yeah, definitely Kansas State. Uh, yeah, I think Kansas State and TCU, I can't think of. I mean, you think of all the other teams in there. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't think of another purple. So. You know, Texas, Baylor, like, uh, you know, obviously none of those are anywhere close to having purple. So I'm, I'm good with checking in with those two. All right. So we're going to check in with Kansas State and Texas Christian. All right. Sweat and Matt's cues have checked in with TCU and Kansas State. Bounty Gate. How do you guys have for an answer? We put uh, TCU and K-State. All right, both teams getting points here. It is TCU and Kansas State. Those two share a color scheme, but are the opposite when it comes to entertaining nicknames. I mean, come on. The Wildcats? Boring. The Horned Frogs? (laughs) Now we're talking about something here. (laughs) 
So now both teams have gotten all three questions for the first the first three correct. And the question is, Eric and JJ, you guys going to let it ride? Go big or go home. Let it ride, baby. All right. And Scott and JB, you going to let it ride or are you going to throw in that towel? We'll let it ride. Both teams are letting it ride, and we're moving on to question number four. Since its founding in 1932, the SEC has only expanded twice in 1991 and 2012. But three of its original schools all have orange as their primary colors. Name those three schools. We agree. All right, we'll check in. All right, Sweat and Matt Skews have checked in. Bonygate, feel free to chat. So I don't know if he's trying to trip us up with original schools. So it's it's Auburn for sure. Uh, Tennessee, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Florida. Yeah. I can't think. Can you think of – I can't think of anybody else who else would have – I don't know about founding, but – Dandy's like uh, like gold, right? Vanderbilt's gold and black, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm good with those three if you'd like. South, South Carolina is not. They're like purple or something. Um, like, I mean, yeah, Missouri's in there now, but they're not. Um, Kentucky's blue, Georgia red, Alabama, Arkansas. Uh, nobody else is cracking orange. So I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're good with those three then. All right, we'll check in with Auburn, Tennessee, and Florida. All right, Bonegate is checking in with Auburn, Tennessee, and Florida. Sweat and Matt Skews, what do you guys got? We said Tennessee, Auburn, and Florida. Man, you guys are killing it. Uh, both teams getting points. Each time the conference has expanded, it brought in another school with a dark red or maroon color, Mississippi State in 1932. South Carolina in 1991 and Texas A&M in 2012. That's correct. Florida, Auburn, and Tennessee. All right, gentlemen, question number five, the big points now, right? So the question is, is Josh and Eric, are you guys going to let it ride or throw in the towel? What do you think, Eric? I'd love to gamble. Um, so that's how I feel. So if you feel the same way, let's go. Let's do it. All right, Scott and JB. So going into this round, we were up 20 points. Right. Um, this question is either worth a positive 160 right. or a negative 80. Right. Obviously, if we let it ride as well, if we both get it wrong, we're still in the same place. Right, exactly. I mean, if, I mean, if they big, get it right and we don't, they get 320, we go down to right. 80. Whereas if they get it right and we don't attempt – they would be 160 it's, it's, more, which, yeah, it's, which they'd still be 140 above us at that point. Right. So, I mean, it, it, with that logic, I mean, if, I'd say we let it ride. I'm and, cool and, with that. You know, I mean, th that gives us the best chance to be in the driver's seat. I mean, I'd rather play than let them, than just watch them get it right, and then we're down either way. So, All right, we'll let it ride. Both teams are going to let it ride and go into question number five. The Pac-12 is another league dominated by red schools. But when it started in 1915 as the Pacific Coast Conference, it only had four schools, and none of them had red as any of their colors. Name three of the four founding schools. All right. All right. Let's check in. Yep, check in. All right, Eric and JJ over at Bounty Gate are checked in. Scott and JP, chat it out, boys. 
you know, once again, if it was all California schools, would have they maybe called it the PAC or the Pacific Coast Conference? Maybe. I mean, they're, they all are on the, you know, Pacific True. Coast. I mean, I can't imagine them not calling it that. But they, mean, they could have called themselves the California Collegiate right. Conference or something True. if they were all in California. Right. I don't know if I'm going to talk you out of possibly a right answer. I don't know. Because there's plenty of schools that aren't red. Washington's not red. Yeah, no. Washington and Oregon's Oregon's not not red. If it's not the four California schools, then I would think Washington and or or Oregon are in there. For some reason, I feel like Washington over Oregon. But there's a part of me that thinks it's the four California schools. Just thinking about... I mean, I'd be fine if we wanted to go. Just, I'm just thinking about like how prestigious, you know, Stanford is as a university. I, I, I'd be hard pressed to think that they weren't. Well, included. but was at, in 1915 was athletics a big deal? For no, them? no. I mean, but I mean, I mean, I guess I'd be fine if we wanted to go USC, UCLA, and Cal. I yeah, I, I would have to imagine those are in there. So I'd be fine if we want to check in with those three and cross so our fingers. Between- Washington and Oregon well we only need three of the four we don't need all four okay yeah let's go with those three so if we want to pick those three California schools yes yeah I think let's do uh UCLA USC and Cal all right we'll check in with those so sweating Matt's cues you guys checked in again with say the schools UCLA USC and Cal all right and Boneygate what did you guys select Josh, these were your answers, so go ahead. Uh, that way I get blamed if we miss them, huh? Smart <laughs> <laughs> <Our> man. <laughs> we said Oregon, OSU, and we were debating between Cal and Washington, but we ended up with uh, Washington. All right. One team is getting points. The answer is Washington, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon State, and Cal. So we had all four. I wouldn't have expected Oregon State to be – one of the first ones. Good good pull there, Josh. Boy, we got some work to do in <laughs> conferences and colors. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> All right. Over the years, the conference has had a whole bunch of name changes. So they started off as the PCC. Then they were the AAWU. Then the Big Five, the Big Six, the Pac-8, the Pac-10, and now I think they're the Pac-12 or Pac-14 or Pack 27, I don't know what they're called, so whatever. All right, wrapping up that third quarter. In that quarter, Bonygate got a whopping 320 points, while Sweat and Matt's Q's got 80. For a total going into the last quarter of 300, 390 for Sweat and Matt's Q's and 610 for Bonygate. And for our fourth quarter, we'll hand it over to Mason. All right, thank you, Matt. So, fourth quarter is our final round known as Put Your Fours Up. And this round consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each so as to not exceed their current point total. And your categories for the final round are the Triple Crown, MLB Moves, Famous NCAA Football Plays, Odd NFL Rules, and the big dance. So those are your categories and go ahead and take some time to think about your wagers and send those in. So now that the wagers are in, we will proceed with our questions. Starting off with question one in the category of the triple crown. 
everyone knows the typical Triple Crown winner names, like Justified, Seattle Slough, and Secretariat. But what horse, named after a major Midwestern city, was the Triple Crown winner in 1935? Oh, check in. Bounty Gate is checked in. Any of those cities I put in there, Josh, ring, ring any sort of bell? No. Who goes back that far looking at Triple Crown winners? Mad Doherty, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, for him, that's not back far. That's actually a futuristic Sweet question. Spot. This is what, the 30s? So, story is, I started watching horse racing. <laughs> right around the same time as baseball. I, I actually could have told you the next one in 37. Who comes before that one? All right, so, I don't know, Chicago? Not ringing a bell, but it could be. Yeah, St. Louis. Milwaukee. You know, trying to, yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's Finest. Wasn't that the name of the horse? Milwaukee's Best. Yeah, Milwaukee's Best. Chicago's Burning. Uh, I don't know. Was it Chicago Hope? Kansas City Barbecue. I mean. The Kansas City Kid. That was a horse, right? Was it? No. None of these are horses. I don't know. Sea <laughs> Biscuit. No idea. Couldn't even. How is it you can tell me like the top five rebounders of the NCAA in 2015, but you can't tell me a damn triple crown Because it winner. was five years ago. Sweet I was alive Jesus. during it. You read these damn lists, right? Don't you read a list of the triple crown winners? Yeah, but Not I don't retain it. That far? Oh, There's only been like 12 of them in the history of the race. No, there have been more than 12. 13, uh, actually. Okay, so I was off by one. Oh my gosh. Scott. And you picked the. Scott, third. actually, I grew up in Sea uh, Biscuit, Idaho. So, you know, I think you gotta. <laughs> I didn't mention that in the intro show, but. Looks like something might be percolating there with Bond. I can't tell. I'm just trying to think of anything that goes with any of the major. Right. Midwest cities. I, you know, I got nothing, man. I, the only horse I can name is Mr. Ed. So I, I, well, this is certainly going to send us well in the wrong direction. So, <laughs> cause I, I could have given you probably any of the last 10. Major Midwestern city. I think it's, I think of Chicago. Okay. Chicago. Uh, I don't know what's prevalent in the, 30s in Chicago. <laughs> I don't know. What's that school Al Bundy went to? That was in Chicago, right? Polkai. <laughs> Want to just go like Chicago Fire? Sure. We're going to check in with Chicago Fire. That's what Matt Cues checked in with Chicago Fire. And how many points did you wager? Unfortunately, uh, too many. 75. All right. And Bounty Gate, your answer and wager? Uh, we wagered 50, and our, our answer was Omaha. One team is getting points because the correct answer is Omaha. Okay, you said major Midwest city. <laughs> Dear. I live in the Midwest, and I didn't write it. Matt lives technically in the Midwest. <laughs> Just because your wife is from there doesn't make it a major Midwest city. Maybe she Omaha wrote this one. Omaha is a major city. Are you kidding me? I mean, it might be Come Peyton Manning's on. favorite city, but like. It is not a major Midwest city. <laughs> okay. They, they have that World Series there. 
Yeah. In the College World the Series. College yeah. World Series, yeah. <laughs> How it is. Exactly. Who, who um, pulled that, Eric or, or, or Josh? That was a good pull. Very good. Omaha. I was in uh, Chicago. I dabble in horse racing from time to time. I got Joshua next time. We're on the same wavelength. We can lose together, buddy, next time. <laughs> I don't associate with Bills fans. Bills hats. <laughs> I'm not a Bills fan. Yeah. I just... <laughs> All right. So apparently Matt wrote in here that uh, it was sired by another Triple Crown winner, Gallant Fox, um, which was the that one. Helped. He didn't ask us that one. Uh, yeah, if you had given me that, I totally would have got it. Yeah. It's, it's actually uh, – that's a Western city, Gallant Fox of Oregon. Yeah. Next Dean's <laughs> list, name the last. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Question two in the category of MLB moves. San Francisco Giants started in 1883 as the New York Gothams and moved from Brooklyn to San Francisco in 1958. But in 1976, the franchise was in financial trouble and entertained a move to what North American city? Oh, come on. I gave you a huge hint in that one, guys. Come on. No. Oh, yes. Major Midwest city? No. What North American city? Think about what teams got expansion franchise in the late 70s and where they were (laughs) and the difference between them and the midwestern cities please let me know if you need me to read it again i'm more composed now than before no i think matt gave enough hints he's tired of me shaking my head it is yeah we we can go we can go with that well if it's not that then he just totally threw us off with his clues so you never know sure we'll check in Sweat and Max Cues is checked in, so Bounty Gate, you're free to discuss. I don't know. We we could, Josh, we could check in with that. We good? Yeah, yeah we checked yeah, in. Yeah, we're, we're checked in. All right, Bounty Gate is checked in. Um, so we'll start with Sweat and Matt's Cues. Go ahead and give me your answer and your points. Well, if it's not this, then Matt totally led us astray with his more giving of clues. We wagered 100 and we said Toronto. So you checked in with Toronto for 100 points. And Bounty Gate, your answer and wager? Yeah, we we did a 50 for uh, Toronto. And both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Toronto. So additional fact, if they'd moved, they would have kept their name and color scheme, but it fell through. And so Toronto was awarded an expansion franchise shortly after that. Moving on to question number three in the category of famous NCAA football plays. The miracle at Michigan refers to the Colorado Buffaloes beating the Wolverines on a last second pass from Cordell Stewart in 1994. But what Detroit, Michigan native broke his fellow Michigander's hearts by hauling in that Hail Mary pass from Stewart? We can check in, Josh. I know this one. All right. Sweat and Matt Skews. Bounty Gate here for you to discuss. You got anything on that, Josh? 94, man. I was a, a wee, little, wee little lad in uh, diapers at one year old, so um, still not really my time frame. What do you have? You got anything? Uh, I, got, I can't even think of anybody to even go – for a guess with yeah i don't know anybody any Michigan. I, it would no it would have been colorado oh yeah, yeah you're right you're right uh only colorado player i can think of is rashawn salam that's that's the only name i got and he was a running back so that's not going to help anything um so i mean i guess that's better than nothing so i said we you go checking in with that good all right we're going to check in with rashawn salam bounty is checking in with rashawn salam and how many points did you wager 75. 75. We did 75 points with Rashawn Salam and Sweat and Matt Skews. Your answer and wager, please. 
Uh, we also wagered 75 points. I believe it's a receiver who went on to play for everybody's favorite Washington Redskins. It's uh, Michael Westbrook. And one team will be receiving points. The correct answer is Michael Westbrook. So he That's was, right. He was an All-American that year, um, and the Buffalo's offense featured him along with future murderer Ray Carruth. And <laughs> that's the description I have for it. I didn't write that. He got released from prison a couple years ago. Um, and Heisman Trophy winner, winner Rashad Salam as well. Now on to question number four in the category of odd NFL rules. This NFL rule has only been used 25 times since the league's inception and was last successful in 1976 by Ray Wershing of the Chargers and was attempted unsuccessfully last year by the Carolina Panthers. This rule has its origins in rugby and is also used in Australian rules football. What is this rule? And you can give a description of it as well. It's also fine. Okay, so Matt, this was attempted by the Panthers last year. No, don't shake your head. Talk and give us the answer. <laughs> a rule yes. that was attempted? I'm not even sure I understand that, but okay. I'm, ag- I'm guessing it's like some sort of trick play that, you know, if, if successful, I guess, is legal, but often isn't probably. It's in the rule book, so it's not a trick play, I guess. I don't know. It depends on what your definition of trick play is. Well, I mean, like a, a trick play, tech, I mean, when like a QB, you know, when an O-lineman becomes an eligible receiver, technically they call that a trip, a trick play, but, you know, it's in the rule book. And that's your definition, and you trying to get me to tell you the answer by talking to you <laughs> is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, anyway. Uh, I feel like that's attempted a lot. Yeah, but I guess. I mean, you, I don't yeah, know it's if only it's been... attempted this year. I mean, I think it maybe uh, was done before. I think I feel uh, like I've seen it attempted um, at some point. I'm trying to think of the quarterback that I think did. Try oh, this. I know who it is. Yeah, I know who tried it. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. And it was so unsuccessful. I, so I mean, oh, okay. It wasn't successful when he did it. So. Well, that maybe that's it. I, I mean, I don't know what else. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, well, hold on. Hold on. You know what? It does kind of make sense. Which one? The, the second one? Are you guys checked in? You said? Yeah, Donnie Gate, Ben and Gates checking in. Okay. Right, Gage right. check in. So we can. It, it does. The, no, the, I mean, either one, I mean, just a, a drop kick in general makes sense. Well, I think in rugby and, and Australian rules, I think you do a drop kick. Correct. But is it a field goal or is it an extra point? I have only I my only recollection of the drop kick is the Doug Flutie extra point attempt, but I can't see why it wouldn't why you can't do it try it for as a field goal, and the reason I'm thinking it makes sense because I think I remember the Panthers last year only having Kyle Allen as their active quarterback one week, so maybe they didn't have a holder, like a backup QB to hold you know for an extra point, so maybe they did try a drop kick because of that, because so I remember. So the question would be, is it extra point or a field goal? Or are we just completely off and it's not a drop kick at all? Uh, th- that's the only <laughs> thing I can come up with. And, you know, and I, and yeah, those are the type of kicks that are used in right. rugby and Australian news football is, you know, the drop kick. And it, you know what, it does make sense too, because the originally he said we had a name in its entirety. So, so I'm just trying we, to, but now that we don't, all we have to do is describe it. So... <laughs> 
Well, I think we'd probably have to know <laughs> if it's an extra point or a field goal, maybe. I mean, I don't think we can just say a drop kick for points. I'm just trying to think. I don't know much about rugby or Australian rules football to know if they have field goals right. or extra points. Yeah. I'm leaning towards field goal because okay. I think drop kick extra point is maybe a little bit more common. Okay. Well, should we, uh, should we say drop kick field goal? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll check in with drop kick field goal. So Sweat and Matt's cues checked in with a drop kick field goal. And how many points did you wager? We wagered 40. 40 points. Okay. And Bounty Gate, your answer and wager? Uh, we wagered 75. And uh, I'm, as a semi-Australian, I know this from, uh, it's the fair catch kick. And one team is getting points. The correct answer is the fair catch kick. Um, so to clarify on what that is, it's saying that once you call for a fair catch, you can kick from that spot. Um, and the other team can, has to line up 10 yards behind that. So there, there's no one within 10 yards. Um, you can either do it with a drop kick or um, a regular place kick. And uh, Joey Sly for the Carolina Panthers was the last one to attempt it last year and, um, from 60 yards and missed it. Yeah, and just FYI, you can't do a drop kick as an extra point. You can only do it as a field goal. Must literally be the only thing Ray Wershing has ever done because that's otherwise that name is <laughs> My main reason of putting Ray Wershing's name in there is because what are the what are the players that nobody knows the names of? Kickers. Most of the people you come up with. <laughs> no, but I think if you even gave them if Joey ref- Sly, like yeah. that that name, I yeah, don't remember. I, mean, I know I know Joey Sly, but you know I, I also know sports this century. So <laughs> if I had referenced a person from the Chargers in 1976 that you guys would have known, you know, like you know Dan Fouts or somebody. You guys, it would have been like, oh, okay, well, that's something to do with the quarterback, blah, 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 blah. But Ray Wershing's like, well, who are the, who else scores? He's not a wide receiver. He's not a tight end. You guys would have known those names. Eric would have known if he was a tight okay. end. <laughs> from, 19, from 1977, he could have been a tight end. He could yeah. have been a wide receiver. He could have been a quarterback. Patrick <sighs> <Yeah>. Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Okay, let's wrap up this round with question five in the category of the big dance. The shot made by Christian Leitner in the 1992 Sweet 16 East Regional Final Game versus Kentucky propelled the Blue Devils to the Final Four and an eventual national championship. In what arena did this game take place? All right, we'll check in. Sweat and Matt's keys checked in. This point doesn't really matter, so we've already lost. Did you say a city or did you say uh, the, like, the specific arena? In what arena did this game take place? It was a, it was the East Regional, I'm pretty sure. Um, We're probably wrong because of the wording. I want to say it was like Philly. Okay. Like somewhere like, yeah, big Pennsylvania city. Okay. Philly, it would be the spectrum uh, in that time. That's, was that like 90, was that 92? I think he said 94. I'm pretty sure he said 94. Okay. I mean, 94 I would still be the spectrum. Either one of those, I can't remember. Um, I mean, what other cities could it have been? Wouldn't it be the Garden, would it? I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I, I just thought big, big uh, Pennsylvania city was my first thought. Okay. I mean, that. I don't think they were having – I mean, it doesn't have like this really <laughs> – 
Yeah, I mean, we doesn't matter what you guys answer, even if it's wrong, you win. We wagered zero, so yeah. <laughs> it still wouldn't matter. You could have wagered a hundred, and it wouldn't oh. matter. I mean, yeah, if you if you think it's a, it was in Phil or Pennsylvania, then I mean, biggest city would be either Philly or Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I mean, so let's just go with Spectrum and, and call it a right. day. All right, Spectrum it is. We'll check in. Bounty is checking in with Spectrum. And how many points did you wager? Zero. Goose egg. Zero points. All right, Sweat and Matt's cues, your answer and points. Well, we uh, probably are wrong because I didn't really key in on the word arena. Um, I thought this might have been one of the ones that was hosted in Minneapolis, so I said the Metrodome. I'm checking with the Metrodome. And how many points did you wager? 100. 100 points. All right, and the correct answer is the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Um, so it opened in 1967 and was torn down in 2011. And according to my notes, the last performance there was a Pearl Jam concert. Way to close it out, I suppose. Nice. I had to pick up my sisters from a Monkees concert there once. Pretty sure it was there. I was like five. <laughs> you picked them up at five. Wow. You picked them up, yeah. Well, I didn't, but I was with my mother. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> He's way ahead of his time. I was a, I was a very old five-year-old. Um, you did watch baseball man. in 1914, so... <laughs> You <laughs> sure it was a spectrum. Nice work, Josh. And now we will hand it over to Matt to close it out. All right, thanks, Mason. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Sweat and Matt's cues with Scott and JB had 350 points. And our clipboard captain of the game, who will be receiving the coveted Sean Salisbury Award is Bonygate, Eric and JJ, with 710 points. Congratulations, fellas. Good job, Josh. Pleasure, guys. It's a great game, guys. Nice game, fellas. Anything else that uh, fellas want to say before we... Yeah, Matt, the, the reason you're 0-4 is because we ask questions that are, are modern. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. When we when we do the you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the prohibition era type game that we run, <laughs> we'll make you'll definitely run the table on us. I asked an Al Bundy question yeah, no. and a Magic Johnson question. Come on, Magic Johnson's from the late seventies. Literally, out of all the questions I read, two of them were when I were live. The rest of them were wow, yeah. And they were both halftime questions. Correct? Yeah, they were both halftime yeah. questions. The movie yeah. Entourage. Yeah. yeah. Christian Wilson was like the latest one that I that I remember. Even Definitely, even Matt's questions that. that were fairly like newer, like even even the beginning of the question started with like in 1841. <laughs> That's why and I started then, laughing yeah. with the Toronto question. 1841. Well, what movie with Amy Schumer in 2015? And he's like, yeah, back in uh, you know, in 1640, uh, railroads were invented. Amy Schumer had a movie called Trainwreck in 2015. <laughs> When Jamestown first started, they played a yeah. story. All in all, Matt, good game. Thank you for hosting. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Someone else is hosting the next one. Right? Take your time writing the next one, all right, Matt? Take your time. All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep stretch. Stretch, get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes, yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. 
That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.